Ayers on the Road, value-based parenting and life balance ideas from world-traveling family coaches. Here's Richard and Linda Ayer. Hi, here we are. I'm on the road, but we are definitely not on the road this week. I'm sitting by a brave woman, I'll tell you. She's eight days out from total knee replacement. And as those of you who have a knee replaced will testify, about eight days out is probably the most painful time, or it's still right up there. Some people say three, and some people say five. And I guess it depends on where you are. Maybe it's 11. You never know. (laughs) You just never know. But uh, Linda is amazing. She's they had her walking around the first day after surgery, as you know from last week, if you listened, and she's getting along pretty well. But this is not a podcast cakewalk. on, and it's not a cakewalk, and it's not a podcast on knee replacements, although we would have a, quite a lot to say about yeah, that. Yeah, we would. Call us if you need us. Most of our friends who've had the same operation say, Linda, you're going to hate it. For about two months, you're going to wish you hadn't done it. And then after that, you're going to say, oh, why didn't I do it sooner? Yeah, that's right. But anyway, upward and onward, we have a fun topic today. Boy, do we ever. In fact, you know, as you know, we're, we're trying to summarize the contents of one of our books each week on our podcast just to give you an overview, almost like in the old days, we just said a Reader's Digest version, a summary What are the salient points? What are the the main conclusions of each book we've done over all these many years? Because they all relate to to parenting and to family. And we just thought our followers and listeners would appreciate our own overview of what's in each of these books. And the reason Linda's excited is because today we're talking about... Joy. Teaching children joy. Wow, did we have a ride with this book. It was amazing. First of all, people always say, you know, why did you write that? And the reason was that we needed to survive our three preschoolers. That's right. I mean, really, it was like, we looked at each other one day and said, if we're going to survive this, we have got to have a plan. This is a disaster. We've got to have a philosophy for raising children. Wouldn't you say, Linda, I mean, maybe I don't want to overstate this, but of all the books we've ever done, this this book, Teaching Your Children Joy, was probably the most pivotal book, the most life-changing book for us. It really changed the course of our lives, oh, not, not, only, not only because it changed the way we tried to do our parenting, but it literally changed our career because it, it did so well and, and sold so well and reached so many people that we had to make a choice. We had to decide, are we going to be full-time writers or are we going to continue our careers, in, in your case, music, and in my case, management consulting? And we realized we couldn't do both. If, if we were going to really get after it and, and follow the, the opportunities that this book gave us, we had to make a choice. Well, actually, looking back, it's even hard to remember um, how pivotal that was. Do you know this is the first book that we that took us to a, a national um, publishing company? Right. Um, we did teaching children joy and teaching children responsibility at the same time, and went on a national tour with it, and it was really a lot of fun. But the um, the CEO of Valentine was it? The CEO of Random Random House. 
well, Valentine. Yeah, Valentine. Yeah, Valentine was a. Um, happened to see us on TV in San Francisco, and she called him the next day and said, "We want to buy those books. We we really we're starting a new parenting se- segment, and we really want to buy those books." So um, they bought them. Um, well, let me fill in a little detail on that one too, Linda, because that really was quite a story. Now, put this in context. We're we're writing books, but we're not. We don't think of ourselves as full-time writers in those days. I had a, a consulting company, and Linda was doing a lot with violin, and we were both struggling to raise our kids. And as you said, Linda, we really wrote this book to kind of pin down what is our philosophy of parenting. And as young parents, we just felt like we needed that philosophy. And then, you know, we published this book, Teaching Children Joy, with a regional publisher, with many of you are familiar with Deseret Book. And they they wanted to do a national emblem, right? They wanted to do Shadow Mountain. Shadow Mountain. Yeah, they they wanted to distribute the book nationally, which they did. And they sent us on this book tour where we were traveling around the different parts of the country and trying to, you know, uh, promote the book on television shows and on newspaper interviews and so on. And that's just background to catch you up to where Linda was. So we were doing a show called Good Morning San Francisco. And it was um, just a normal show like we'd done many others of. And we went back to our hotel room that, that, that morning after we finished this morning show. And the phone rang, and, and uh, the woman who was on the line said, "Hey, I'm the I'm the president of Random House, one of the biggest. She didn't say this, but we Valentine. knew yeah. one of the biggest publishers in the world. And I saw your interview today, and I want to buy that book. We want to buy that book. Oh, and, both of them actually, they took responsibility as yeah, well. Yeah, we're not we we haven't covered responsibility on the show yet, but there were two by the time this happened, and so." We said, well, frankly, we don't own that book. It's owned by a publisher in Salt Lake City. And she said, well, will you give me the number? I want to call. I want to, we want to buy that book. And, and they did. They bought the rights to that book. They put it out in a national edition. And that's what I was getting to. And that's what brought us to this decision point where we said, we have got to decide. Are we going to be full-time writers? And are we going to take these opportunities? Because... Random House offered us a, a, a contract to do additional books. And they also took Teaching Children Joy and put it in a little pocket. They, they did a normal edition of it. And then they remember they did a little, they called it a pocket book, those little paperbacks that used to be so popular that you could actually put in your pocket. And they distributed it widely. And uh, that changed our lives. It really did. <clears throat> it's so interesting to think back on those days because um, we really, uh, somehow, this caught hold. There's so many, our philosophy was, you know, we have to say when we got home from the hospital in Washington, D.C. with our first baby, there was a flyer on our front door saying, you've got to get your child into our nursery school. If you ever want her to go to Harvard, you have got to get this child. I mean, that was the essence of what it was saying. 
because we are so academically uh, progressive that your child is going to be ahead of every all the other kids when they start school. So what you're doing, really doing now, Linda, tell me if I'm wrong, but you're going to drop back and we're going to give sort of the origin of why we decided to write this book in right. the first place. exactly. Living in Washington, D.C., uh, with little preschoolers, getting in the mail, it was a hotbed of all kinds of different preschools, wasn't it? I mean, there were music preschools, there were sports preschools, there were pushy early academic Mostly preschools. Academic, yeah. We will teach your kid to read by the time they're three and to do square roots by the time they're six or whatever. And we were just troubled by that because we just believed that kids really need a childhood. They, they don't need to be rushed into the competition of academics too early in their lives. And, and we, we started, remember we started meeting with some, we had some really good friends that lived nearby us in the Washington area who had kids about the same age. And we had a couple of meetings where we're saying, what, what, do, what do we want to give our kids? I mean, these are preschoolers. We know that their minds are so formative now. We were reading things that said, you know, 80% of your child's cognitive ability and, you know, will be developed in the first five years, and we're, we're feeling the weight and responsibility of that. And, and the, the core question, I remember, that we were asking ourselves and asking these friends of ours, what is the key thing we want to teach these preschoolers? What's the most important thing we can give them? We can't do everything with them. They can absorb as much as we can give them, but how do we prioritize where we focus and what we want to give them. And I, I distinctly remember one of those meetings where we just stripped away all the pretense and said, hey, the bottom line is we, more than anything else, we want them to be happy. Of course we want them to be good and we want them to be capable and we want them to be successful and all the rest of that. But the bottom line, the most important thing, we want them to be happy. In fact, we want them to have joy. And... Um it really made a lot of sense to us because we were living with our darling little children. And of course, you know, they they, we felt like they were teaching us joy in some ways, the spontaneous delight that they have in their lives and that we share with them. But there are other things that we can teach them when they're the, that little. They a whole lot of joy through their whole lives. We're going to go through a lot of details on the second half. Of the show today. Of the yeah. show. And you have to know that you can download this anytime on Iris Free Books. Um, so it really was quite an adventure. Um, well, and the thing that was so interesting, Linda, I think, um, yeah, the thing that was, I remember, it's kind of fun to think back on this, and I still remember two points. We're meeting with these friends, all of them parents of preschoolers, and we, we came to two conclusions. Number one, joy is the right word. Joy is a better word than happiness, because we're not trying to get our kids to be happy all the time. They're going to have sad days. They're going to have challenges. They're going to have ups and downs. But joy is the positive interpretation of all those things. Joy is the thing we really want for them. That was the first breakthrough. And the second one was, we, after thinking about it for a while, we decided we can actually subdivide joy. We can get it down to certain kinds of joy. And as you were intimating, Linda, some of these kids already know there are teachers the joy of spontaneous delight the joy of imagination 
some of these things we don't need to teach them we just need to keep from knocking it out of them we need to encourage it and the other kind of joy like the joy of setting a goal or the joy of sharing well and service don't have them naturally things that they don't naturally do but they do get a lot of joy from sharing even imagine a three-year-old sharing toys happily um but also serving people we had a fun little program where we went into rest homes at Christmas time, holiday times, and uh, had such a lot of fun with these little preschoolers giving the great joy to these people in these care centers. So um, I'm just going to tell you. I'm just going to tell you how we subdivided the word joy into 13 different joys, and then we'll take a little break, and then we'll get into some of them in just a couple of minutes. First of all, we broke it into four categories: physical joys, mental joys emotional joys, and social joys. And in one edition of the book, the book's been through many editions, there was an additional fifth category, spiritual joys. But let me give you an idea of what we're talking about here. Um, We'll just read these to you. First of all, physical joys. Uh, The the joy of preserving the joy of spontaneous delight teaching the joy of the body and teaching the joy of the earth. So you get the idea there that in each of the sections, there's one joy to preserve because kids already have it. You'd laugh if you could see us now because (laughs) we've only got one pair of reading. (laughs) We've only got one pair of reading glasses and we're putting it back and forth on each other. (laughs) But, But in each of the cases, there's one to preserve and two to teach sometimes more than two. So then the mental joys, preserving the joy of interest and curiosity. You don't have to teach that. They've got it. They know what it is. And then teaching the joy of imagination and creativity, teaching the joy of obedience and decisions, teaching the joy of order and goal striving. Then under emotional joys, preserving the joy of trust and the confidence to try and then teaching the joy of family security and pride, teaching the joy of individual confidence and uniqueness, and finally in the social joys, preserving the joy of realness, honesty, and candor, teaching the joy of communication and relationships, and of sharing and service, the one you mentioned. So we got our teeth into this book and we started writing it. We're gonna take a brief break We're going to come right back and tell you more about Teaching Children Joy. Hang on. Welcome back to Ayers on the Road. Here's Richard and Linda Ayer. And we're back with Ayers on the Road talking today about Teaching Children Joy. Probably our signature book that we ever wrote until we got to the values, which we'll talk about later, but it really was a, an amazing experience. If you were with us in the first half, we told we gave a little bit of history, and if you weren't, you can go back and podcast and listen to it, because it really was, it is such a fun story, for, at least for us. I don't know if it's fun for you, but Well, anyway. it, became, it really became, in a way, a revolutionary book, because so many people were, were writing books about head starts and early academics and so on. And we wanted to go contrary to that and say, let's put that off 
and let's teach joy to begin with. Well, what happened was um, we got deeply into it, and we decided that it was going to it was going to roll because people were saying, "Hey, this really does work. You've got something here. This is what we want for our kids. We don't want them." And I, I do have to say that there are children who are naturally gifted at reading, who love numbers and so on. We have a grandchild like that right now. And there's, we're not opposed to any academics, early academics or anything, if, if that's your thing with your child. But it really is amazing the difference it can make if these children are really grounded. Well, and even, even school teachers began to support us in those early days. And they were saying, you yeah. know, we get these kindergarten teachers and first grade teachers were saying, you know, we get these kids who have had a lot of academics in preschool and and they come in and they're way ahead of the other kids and so they're bored in school and more importantly they said by the time kids are eight years old the the others have caught up to them anyway by the time they're seven or eight they've caught up anyway so what's the point of devoting so much time in those early preschool years to academics when it's not going to make any difference anyway in the long run and when you use up your time and your energy teaching them academics instead of teaching these social and emotional skills that will help them to be happier which we call the joys in teaching children joy so should we go through some specifics on that um just some fun ideas of things that we did with with parents um we should just probably mention that after this book was out for a while parents did start saying we need something more than just a book can you give us something that we can really do in our homes with our kids. The book had a lot of example, has a lot of examples and ideas of what to do, but but they want you're right, they did they wanted more. They're like, is there is there a school for this? Is there, you know, something beyond this? And it was the demand of people who were reading the book that eventually started Joy Schools. And people who came out of the woodwork to help us. We do have to say that Richard's mother was an early childhood development major in college, but never had a chance to really use her degree because her father, her husband passed away when she was 38, and he was 39, and so she had was struggling with all kinds of jobs, and we said, you know what? We need to get a preschool we need for to you. Get a, uh, we need a great person to write some curriculum for preschool. And not only that, people showed up saying, we want to do the music, and we want to do the art, and we'll help with the stories. And there were so many people that just, I mean, literally, we do not take credit. For, no, it's for just an this. idea that's trying to come. Yeah. Yeah. It really is. People wanted to get involved. It became a cause for a lot of people. Let's, let's teach kids joy instead of early academics. And, and they all wanted to help. And... Uh, you know, we we wanted we were leaving. This is an interesting time for us. We were leaving for three years to go and be uh, what we call mission presidents in London, and we'd written this book, and so we turned it over to my mother and said, "Look, here's this book. Can you take the book and and create a, a curriculum around each of these thirteen joys?" where little kids, three-year-olds and four-year-olds, can come to a preschool and learn these joys, of course, with the help from the parents. And, every, and she did it. Yeah, she absolutely did it. We, um, 
we set up a little, we bought a building and set up a little joy school. I mean, a little, uh, well, it turned out to be a joy school, nursery school. We converted this, this building into a preschool. And uh, it wasn't easy. Um, we Signed up spent a lot of time, kids. <laughs> and so we spent a lot of time at your mom's house on different phone phones, uh, calling people and Which saying, in Logan, Utah. "Are you interested in doing this?" And and it was really it was wild. But um, many of you listening now, uh, we can probably guess, have done Joy School or were were a product of Joy School. Well, and that's the interesting thing is that the that that one little school in that building with 80 students um there was just way too much demand and we couldn't have after we got it going and so people said well can, can't we just do joy school as moms or or as dads in our homes can't we have access to that oh, yeah. curriculum and so we we realized that that was the key to everything let's let's make this a do-it-yourself joy school where a mom can get five or six other moms right in her neighborhood, rotate as teacher, be the teacher three days a week, three little mornings a week in her home, and then the next week one of the other moms teaches, and they've got these curriculums, which all the stories are there, all the songs are there, all the art activities are there, and even even people who have never taught before and don't have confidence as a teacher can look at these lesson plans and say, well, I can do that. I just follow the instructions and, and kids get involved. Those are fun activities and they're going to teach this particular joy to these and, children. And so many things came out of this that we didn't plan in our wildest dreams. Like parents were saying, wait, I'm the one that's learning joy out of this. I'm the one that's really benefiting. But I love what my kids are learning at the same time. It was really a fantastic amazing experience it was kind of a little miracle because it wasn't something we could have planned and said let's do this and then this is going to happen it just happened well that's what i want to focus on what you just said linda none of this was we would love to say oh we we orchestrated this from the beginning we saw this big vision actually every step of the way was guided by some greater power because First of all, the book, you know, writing the book and then having Random House buy the book and having it become a bestseller and then, you know, realizing that it could be a preschool and then developing these lesson plans and then having people come out of the woodwork to do the music and the stories and and uh, the, the art activities and so on. And then, as you say, Linda, just the idea that people caught on to it and then the spin-offs, the idea that, hey, it could be a do-it-yourself thing, it could be a preschool run by moms for their own children, and and moms would call and say, you know, this is so great because my best friends are now the people teaching my children. They're the ones who I trust most, and that's where my kids go to joy school. And then other moms calling and saying, what it's done for us as mothers, it's got us together. We now have a meeting each month and decide who will teach what lesson and we talk about our children and, and we help that, each other. Uh, it is really cheap and not only that, it really <laughs> is a great time to drop my kids off with my best friends and go do what I need to do for a, a bit. And it's amazing what these mothers have done. In New York City they were taking two or three buses to see each other. I have a daughter in London who was doing the same thing right now. And I, you know, it used to be so hard because we used to have to mail out all of the lesson plans when yeah. we first started. Oh, yeah. Yeah. oh my gosh, Big, that was thick hard. Manuals. 
we had an office that did nothing but mailings and CDs and tapes. We started with cassette tapes. Cassette tapes. And uh, now it's just so easy. We're still doing, it, but it's online. And it's so easy. You just sign up and they send it to you. You can listen to the music in the car. And it really is so, so interesting. So the bottom line is that, uh, you know, there have now been 300,000 families involved in in Joyce Cole all over the world. We've, We've never been able to calculate how many countries. But when we speak overseas... We've not, I don't think we've ever been to one place where there hasn't been someone that's come up and said, hey, I do Joy School. You well, know? maybe Malaysia. Maybe China. Malaysia. No, I think we even even there. But Linda always says, well, you must be a good mom because only the best moms do Joy School. <laughs> well, that is true. It takes a little extra time and effort and so on. But so many moms have been fulfilled by by doing that. And we absolutely do not take any credit for it. Honestly, it's just a good idea that works. So that's sort of the backstory of this book, Teaching Children Joy, the, the eighth book that we ever wrote, and in a way the most pivotal book. And we want to give you a little more sense of the content. Again, to me, the, the most interesting thing is how in the physical, mental, emotional, social, and even the spiritual area, kids already have the foundational joy. They, they already possess the physical joy of spontaneous delight. They already possess just naturally the joy of interest and curiosity. They already possess the joy of natural trust. They just, they're trusting. They possess naturally the joy of being honest and candid, sometimes too candid. And they possess the spiritual joy of, of natural faith. So in each of the five areas, there's, there's one joy the whole thing the book is about is how do you preserve these joys in these children? How do you avoid knocking it out of them by saying things like, oh, come on, grow up, or don't be so silly, or, you know, that's not how you... You imagine everything. How about we just stick to reality? Sometimes parents, if, if they're not careful, destroy these simple joys that kids already have. I think there are a lot of parents that realize that instead of yanking kids out of a puddle with their new leather shoes on, just taking them out, taking their shoes off, taking their shoes off, and then jumping in the puddle with them. Because there is something about those moments of just spontaneous delight that you really need to capture. So a big part of this book is preserving the joys kids already have. But then contrast that with the joys they just don't have naturally. And how fun it is to teach them how good they feel when they share, the joy of sharing. That's not a natural impulse for most kids. Or, or even a more one that people are surprised at, the joy of setting a simple little goal. Now, you don't think of three-year-olds as goal setters, but what if the kid has a goal to learn how to tie his shoe or to learn how to put away his blanket that's making him suck his thumb or whatever it is. Oh, yeah, we've had kids who, um, and in our little joy school group, we had a little uh, four-year-old who said, "Um, Mrs. Iyer, could you just just put my blankie up on the refrigerator where I can't reach it because whenever I have it, I just have to suck my thumb. And I'm really, really trying hard not to suck my thumb anymore. And it really is amazing when the initiative goes to the child for setting goals instead of the parents saying, we are going to 
stop this time or binky more often it's binkies now than thumbs yeah that's true i wish we had another hour linda we're just running out of time but i hope you can sense our enthusiasm after all these years we are still so excited about the idea the concept of teaching children joy and for those of you that want to go deeper into this, and now it came up at an interesting time, Linda, because Joy School's just starting for the new school year. And if you just go to valuesparenting.com, valuesparenting, all strung together.com, it'll give the full story of the book, Teach, but also of Joy Schools, of how to get involved. You, you may know, uh, you may not have preschoolers, but you may know or relatives that have preschoolers, send them to valuesparenting.com and get involved. This is a co-op. You mentioned that it doesn't cost much money. That's because everyone just shares the cost of producing the materials and they go out and so on. And I, I'm, I'm getting into Joy School maybe too much. The main purpose of this show is to describe this book and why we love it so much. I just have to say that you can just make it a little simpler if you just go to Joy Schools with an S. Oh, yeah. com. Yeah, Joy Schools. <laughs> and it makes com. it a little easier. But anyway, it really is, it has changed our lives, I think, forever. It really has. And our children as adults are seeing so much joy in life that I don't think they would have had we not discovered that that is the thing we should be teaching our children. Well, so in your own way, whether it involves this program or just your own thinking, may we make a wish for you and that is that joy becomes the key to your family and the pivotal point and the thing the legacy really that you end up leaving your children good luck see you next time bye bye